0: Live on the team, connect, get respect for real realness. I know you feel this. The east
1: the west,
2: up north to the You're starting to learn, Walker, not to give power to me. You know I'm not going to be here for our Street Turkeys uh, broadcast. means I can't come up with anything for y'all to do if we get enough people to donate. But you can't stop me from donating, except there's something that I want y'all to do. I can still retroactively
0: donate and still make you do it. You yeah. can still, you can, <laughs> yeah, you're saying that you're going to donate. Now I don't, I don't think that, wait, you said <laughs> you up. took away my power. And then you tried to take back the power. No, <laughs> that was a, that was a nonsense salad that you just served up to all of us and I'm not falling for it in order for you to have us do something ridiculous.
2: Well, a nonsense salad is what we hear a lot out of the Panthers organization. And, during the 1-8 and eight start, yes, we know the coaching staff has come under fire, but so has the ownership methods once again of Dave Tepper. The Panthers legend Steve Smith joined the Kyle Bailey show on Monday and said he's not in the ownership business just for money he wants to win.
1: And I think personally, he doesn't have the appetite to go ahead and allow this team to look like the Detroit Lions have looked from in the 2000s all the way till you know a couple of years ago look at when they put him on the jumbotron in in chicago did he look like a man that's who got a couple of billion dollars who's going man yolo he looked distraught just like all the other fans <laughs> right he looked like he was upset they're like look at he i'm i know him well enough he's going why are they putting me on the jumbotron we're losing get me off the jumbotron
2: now steve smith didn't play for dave tepper um He was never the owner while he was a Carolina Panther. But yeah, this is the second time in less than a month we've played audio of the former Panthers legend on our station coming to the defense of the Panthers owner, which a lot of diehard Panther fans don't necessarily love because they feel like Steve is the voice of the fan base. What do you think? What What do you think we should make of Smitty coming to the defense of the owner?
0: I think it's evident Steve Smith backing up the owner. It's evident of something good David Tepper has done for this franchise. And it's welcome the former legends in a way that was not being done with the Panthers ring of honor with Dave Gettleman coming in and ruining a lot of those relationships. It's what got Dave Gettleman fired because of the quote unquote bedside manner. Jerry Richardson wasn't with it. And Dave Gettleman is the guy that gets a team to a super bowl a lot because of what Marty Herney was able to do in his first stint. But then Dave Gettleman did the bargain, bench shopping, put the final moves on that roster to help get them to a 15 and one record losing in the Super Bowl and then losing a lot after that. And if you're losing and you're just a jerk to work with and you don't welcome the Panthers legends that this fan base loves so much, then, yeah, that's what ended up getting him fired before training camp, right before training camp. And so David Tepper comes in and says, "Nah, man, we're going to embrace the very players that put this franchise on the map in a couple of Super Bowl appearances. We're going to provide a ring of honor. We're going to have a ring so fans can look up and remember the fond days of Musin Muhammad, Steve Smith, Wesley Walls, Jake DeLohm. We're going to have that and we're going to have guys on the sidelines. Steve Smith has been there quite a bit. These legends know about what's going on with the franchise because of how much they are welcomed, whether it be by the owner or the coaching staff, whatever group is over there. So I think that's I mean, I think that's a lot of why Steve Smith finds himself and we find Steve Smith defending David Tepper amidst a ton of criticism hurled his way.
1: Well, the one thing I would say is I don't doubt his want to win. I think that's part of the reason he is so meddlesome is because he does want to win. But also, you know, I think maybe some credit there. He may be seeking if they are able to win. But I mean, he's been in on a lot of the quarterbacks that have come out recently that he's wanted to get whether it be free agents like Deshaun Watson or some of those guys or even in the draft so I I think he wants to win very badly and I think the fact that he put so much money into this coaching staff I think also reflects that now whether the decisions are right or wrong that's another story but I don't doubt that he wants to win what else you got Fiddy
2: you mentioned that the Bills who sit at five and five and I think it's fair to say Maybe the biggest disappointment this year in the National Football League so far. Um, they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, after their Monday night football loss to the Broncos. And former Panthers defensive coordinator and the head coach of the Bills, he explained why he made the move.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start, John, uh,
0: by just, you know, thanking Ken and, and his family for their investment on our team. And I um, just felt like it was it was time for change. Um, you know, we, we need to be a confident offensive football team and, and and find consistent production, and and that's really where it came down to.
2: What do you feel you need to see from that unit moving forward under Joe?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, just more than anything, like I just said, is come out with some with an energy about our offense and, and what we're doing, and and, uh, and 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 move the football and score points. I mean, that's really. Uh, the offense's job at the end
2: of the day. Walker, you've you actually reminded us this, this morning in the fishbowl that Ken Dorsey actually interviewed for the head coaching gig back last January. Yep. If, if Frank Reich is really a one-and-done coach here in Carolina, does Ken Dorsey, does him getting fired maybe take the chances of him getting the job here as head coach a second time?
1: You don't think so, Wes? You're shaking your head. No, no. I mean, when you look at everything – that you see about this firing. I mean, last season the Bills were lighting people up 28 points again. they had a plus 169 point differential uh, last season that led to AFC, but then you see that this firing was kinda coming. The play calling by Bills staff writer Joe Biscaglia said that it had become predictable, they're relying on go-to plays. Far too often also McDermott wanted to establish more of a presence in the run game and that wasn't there consistently enough for him. So when I see things like predictable, relying on go-to plays far too often and not running the football, no, that is not a guy you should want as your offensive coordinator at this point.
0: I disagree. Uh I think with Ken Dorsey, if you look at where that offense ranks in the NFL, they're actually playing pretty well. If you look at number one, they're number one in the NFL in success rate at 48%, number two in third down conversion rate, number three in early down success, number three in EPA per play, number four in rate of downs converted, and number four in points per minute of possession. There are a lot of advanced stats that would show you the Bills offense really isn't the problem. Why did they lose that game against Denver? It's because Josh Allen was turning into a turnover machine, James Cook on a run play that he called, fumbled the ball, got lucky enough to pick it back up after he fumbled it, and you still set yourself up for a touchdown in a clutch time scenario. And the other two reasons that you lost was because Sean McDermott calls an all-out blitz on third and 10. Russell Wilson could either hit his receiver for a touchdown or maybe even intentionally underthrow it to draw that P.I. He was successful. And then you still almost win, but it wasn't Ken Dorsey putting 12 people out there on a special teams play. That was Sean McDermott. And that's why I'm interested. Sean McDermott wants to run the football more. He does. But there are also incompletions from Josh Allen where guys are wide open. We saw that in this game. I think Josh Allen himself is a little bit of the problem. I also think coaching elsewhere outside of Ken Dorsey. I think there are still some problems with Ken Dorsey. I'm not saying he's perfect, but the ranks and where they are compared to other NFL offenses, especially in like the first six weeks of the NFL season, man, that's not the reason that the Bills are five and five, in my opinion.
1: Well, I do think, though, going back to the comments that I just made about the the Predictability and things of that nature. I mean, this season, 80% of the games that they play, the interception's been thrown. And yes, I do think that Josh Allen is a turnover machine, but that also comes to when your plays do get predictable, when teams do know what's coming. I do think that that falls into the lane of having turnovers being created. Teams start to know what you're going to do. They're going to figure things out. That's going to cause batted balls, turnovers, things of that nature. Also, you add in the Stephon Diggs angle, him feeling like he's not getting the football enough and the relationship that they had there. And yeah, Josh Allen plays a bit into that, but uh in the lack of running the ball as well especially with called running plays uh i think that all kind of played into it as well but you're right though i mean the numbers do look great on the surface i think that when you dig a little bit deeper i guess he and mcdermott were disagreeing on a lot of philosophical things and that's what i think yeah i think that as well
0: this was this seems like a move oh god we're five and five and we were a Super Bowl team coming into this year in a lot of people's eyes. That ain't going to cut it. But I'm I'm not going to fire myself. So now we got to make a decision. And Josh Allen's turning the ball over. Yeah. Might be on Josh Allen, but yeah. we're going to blame this OC. Yeah, and he's but he's going bye
1: bye. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I think that too. When you like he said, go to plays far too often. That is going to cause more turnovers. Two
2: things. Do you think David Tepper, if he were to hire were to fire Frank Reich, he would entertain the idea of hiring a head coach? who was fired mid-season and back-to-back off-seasons. And then number two, how irate will this fan base be if Joe Brady proves to be the office of coordinator
1: in Buffalo, what we thought we were getting here in Carolina <laughs> under Matt Rule? I don't see that happening, but also to, <laughs> to hire a guy as a head coach that's been fired from his previous post, that's just not a good look. And especially in this climate that the Panthers are in now, you want all the positivity you can get. So that's why I don't think Ken Dorsey would be a move that you should make at all.
0: I've always been a Joe Brady apologist. I have. Like, we can talk about privilege getting him that job. Totally agree with you. But I'm saying once he was there, I actually don't think he was the worst thing in the world. People love to point out that he was only passing game coordinator at LSU. Yes, that's true. Steve Eptman, I believe that's his name. Am I going with the Colts pick back in the day? That's, oh, a that's what
1: I was thinking about as soon as you said that.
0: Wow, what's the other guy's name? I forget. Either way. Joe Brady would call plays on passing downs. He was also calling plays on third down scenarios. No, he did not override in control. He did not have that, but he was calling plays. So it's not like it was completely unchartered territory for Joe Brady. And think about the last time this offense looked pretty good. Who was the OC?
1: <laughs>
0: it was Joe Brady. <laughs> and it was Teddy Bridgewater playing QB. Old Teddy two gloves. And it was the first half of the season where they looked the best. And while it was... A little early, a lot early for Joe Brady to get head coaching interviews. I don't think he did a bad job. You had some talent. And you know what? Any remotely talented skill player that you had on that team at the time got 1,000 yards of total offense. And there's four, by the way. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel. All of them got over 1,000 yards of offense. And Teddy Bridgewater was the best QB that you've had in the last five years since Cam Newton. I'm just saying, man. I know people want to point out he was young. He was only passing game coordinator. The second year didn't work out all that well, but Sam Donald was the QB after that. I got some love for Joe Brady. We'll see what he does in Buffalo.
2: There it is. Walker officially endorses Joe Brady yeah. to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Yesterday, we played audio of Mike Elko dismissing rumors that he would leave Duke for Texas A&M. Davo Sweeney also addressed rumors that he could maybe leave Clemson for College Station
0: any interest from you in the texas a m job oh yeah becky becky she's a star uh she is a star uh man i'm just focused on this job uh always have been and just trying to trying to find a way to beat north carolina that's it must be november that's all i can say
2: Why what did that answer make me think that maybe that maybe Dabo is more interested than what he wants
0: us to believe? Because we want him to outright say, "I'm not leaving for Texas A&M and I'm staying in Clemson." And anything other than direct messaging during these rumors leads it up for leaves you up for interpretation. I know you were making all sorts of comments during Mike Oko's answer the other day. <laughs> he didn't give you as much time. Dabo did here in this soundbite, but do you still have the same
1: hesitance to commit? to saying Dabo will be staying in Clemson. Yeah, Dabo. Uh, I think he's staying. Uh, the, the only thing I would think that maybe he could be doing is making a play to become the highest paid coach, but he just got a new deal. It's a 60-plus million dollar buyout. I mean, that would be just tremendous for Texas A&M to spend over $130 million one hundred thirty million dollars in buyouts alone. And uh, I just think Dabo has a great way. Zay, you said it yourself yesterday. You go to the SEC, a place like that. Uh, to me, Dabo is good. He would have to have three awful seasons at this point for them to consider firing him. You go to Texas A&M, they're expecting you to win the SEC immediately, get into the college football playoffs, especially if you're Dabo Sweeney, so I can't see it.
0: Um, By the way, I said Uncharted on accident. I meant Uncharted. Uncharted means that you're not watching cable, maybe, if that's what it is. Also Uncharted. You stink! Yeah, I do stink. I meant to say Uncharted, (laughs) but yeah, I don't think Dabo Sweeney is moving. I don't... He's got it so made, right? That ain't happening. I, I know the fan base got a little upset with what happened this year, like that this is a down year, but Clemson fans, just take a moment, picture life without Dabo Sweeney as your head coach. You're a 6-6 six and six program. Do you want that life? Seriously, if you take any time to think about it, do you want that life? I would have to imagine anybody with an IQ point in that fan base would say no. We would rather have Dabo even in the midst of what is a quote-unquote down season for Clemson football. Yeah, you don't want him
1: leaving. leave. And think about how much money Texas a and will have to spend, not only between the buyouts, but from the, the staffs, because they still have to pay Jimbo staff to go away, then pay a new staff. I mean, they would be paying money just out of the wazoo for a new coach.
0: That's Brian Burns'
1: money. Big time. <laughs> what else you got, buddy? <laughs> So it's not just
2: in the co- uh, in the college world are we speculating about the future of head coaches with A&M job. Everyone is curious about where Bill Belichick will be coaching in the NFL in 2024. Well, everybody's favorite NFL analyst, Dan Orlovsky, he joined the Pat McAfee show to tell you what he heard about Bill Belichick's future in the National Football League.
1: Yeah, now, go. Diana Rossini reported this weekend that people around the building are assuming or preparing for a mutual parting of ways between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. He will go coach somewhere else if that is the case. Will he be the GM as well? We assume, but who knows? Mm-hmm. That would be bananas. Yeah. That would be a colossal move in the NFL news yeah. cycle.
0: I've heard that. I've heard more and more of that over the past like, week. I'm not a reporter, all that stuff, but I have heard that. You're a journalist. And i, ha- I-, I- yeah, um, I, I have heard that that's going to be the case, and it's kind of uh, who who knows the likelihood of it. But I've I've heard that that's going to happen, and I've heard the location is already kind of determined as
1: well. Where's going? L. A. Chargers. It's Washington. I'm not giving. Uh, <laughs>
0: I've, uh, I uh, I just I've heard that. <laughs> you messed up, Dan.
1: I've heard that. People that <laughs> giving, know is just like friends. That- yeah.
2: Well, here's the thing. If you know anything about Bill Belichick, he's openly said there's only one of the organization he'd ever work for.
0: What and is it? It's
2: the New York Giants.
0: Okay, And you give me as big of a pause as Dan Orlovsky was.
2: Well, I mean, you know, he's been pretty open about it, so I don't think it happens.
0: You don't but think that Bill Belichick leaves, or that he goes to the Giants? I
2: I don't think he leaves, and I don't think he goes. I know there's rumors that Washington might trade for him. I don't think he wants to coach in Washington. And then the Cowboy fan in me, don't go to the Giants.
1: <laughs> just just don't do it. Uh, Yeah, I think it is time for them to part ways. He's got to go somewhere where they have a quarterback. I think that could also lead to it, too. I've heard people speculating about the charges. I think that would be a great place for him to go if he really wants to have a chance to win another Super Bowl. And he's 16 wins away from Don Shula as the winningest coach in NFL history. I think he definitely wants to get that before he retires. And so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think the charges, I don't think Brandon Staley's going to stay there. I think that would be the perfect place for him to go. If you're a Panther fan, yeah, you know what I'm asking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'd want him. But remember George Seifert. Would you want him? Am, am I stupid for asking that? It feels like a stupid question, and yet I go to my gut, I go to my heart, and it's not an overwhelming yes that I would want Bill Belichick to come here and coach this team, and maybe even run it? Are you giving them GM responsibilities, too, if you just no, fire Scott Fitterer? Because no. it didn't work out in New England. Yeah, no. We got to mm, talk about this.
2: I, uh, Bill, <laughs> I know you beat us back in Super Bowl 38. Uh, <laughs> we got great weather here in, in, in Charlotte. Would you you want to come coach the Panthers? Who was that, Tepper? Please. That was pretty good, if that was Tepper. Um, yeah, no. I'm sorry to beat you in Super Bowl 38. <laughs> I'm a great play. Um, No thank you Dave I like your chest hair